0: You are listening to Get Real Podcast.
1: Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. This is Glenn in the Fishbowl. And today I'm very excited about the band that we have because they're another band that I had the opportunity to meet several weeks ago when I traveled to North Carolina to see my friends, The Last Trumpet play. The band that we have with us today is Forever Ed. Guys, welcome to the Get Real Podcast.
2: Hey, Glenn, thank you. Howdy.
1: So I see that we've got a lot of people in the room. Can uh, you all go around and introduce who you are and what you do in the band?
3: I'm Mary Hunter. I'm I'm a lead vocalist.
1: Corey Weaver, lead vocalist.
0: Tammy Fowler, keyboard
4: and vocalist. Ernie Sally, lead guitar. Larry
1: Ellis, Rhythm Guitar. Thank you, drum. All right, the guy in the back there on the drums. I love it. We're going to talk to each of you as we go throughout the interview today. But, Corey, I want to start with you. I was Mm -hmm. reading the band bios, and first of all, I was very impressed that I saw that you served in the United States Marine Corps. Thank (laughs) you so much for your service in the Marines. But what was really interesting to me is you were pursuing music while you were in the Marine Corps, so... How did that work being a Marine and pursuing music?
2: It was tricky. Uh, <laughs> when I was on active duty, uh, I was fortunate to be stationed on the East Coast where back in the mid to late 80s and early 90s, there was a lot more of a, a circuit for touring uh, semi-local and semi-regional bands. And... I grew up in an area where I got to meet several of the bands that would come to Jacksonville, North Carolina, before I even joined the Marines. And they would come down and come to one of the places I frequented. They would see me after figuring out, "Hey, this is him without any hair," uh, type of a thing. You know, it just it kept me it kept me going. It kept me fresh and able to do what I love to do you know, while I was serving my country.
1: One of the things that people think of when they think of a United States Marine is discipline. And that's actually where we get the word disciple from. So is there anything that you learned in the Marine Corps with the discipline that you learned there that you've applied to your walk with Jesus?
2: Definitely the biggest thing is to discipline, there I use the word, yourself, to be faithful, to have the daily walk. You've got to set it in your mind that you're going to do it every day, and and you've got to force yourself to do it. There's a lot of days that I wake up in the morning and hit the alarm clock and say, man, i really run all over and go back to sleep. But no, get the coffee, get the Jesus, and let's get after it.
1: It is tough sometimes. It's a really a putting down of the flesh to do what the flesh normally doesn't want to do, and often reminds me of when Jesus said to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is is weak. And that's so very true. So very true. You mean to tell me, though, Corey, you didn't wake up every day in the Marine Corps saying, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go?
2: Well, um, (laughs) I was forced to wake at 4.30 in the morning, and I better be ready to go by 5 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock.
1: There you go. We also have another member that I have some questions for, and that's Ernie in the back there, and he is a native of South Carolina, which is the home of the Get Real podcast. Ernie, what part of South Carolina are you from?
4: I'm from a little town called Sally, South Carolina. It's in Aiken County, and it's home of the world-famous Chitlin Strut.
1: I am very (laughs) familiar with the Chitlin Strut, Yes.
4: (laughs) Everybody in the free world is is familiar with that. I mean, really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Ernie, you graduated from Clemson University. And our people that listen to the podcast here in South Carolina know that there's only two types of residents in South Carolina. You've got those that are Tigers that pull for Clemson. And then you've got those that are Gamecocks that pull for USC. And a lot of times you're going to find some houses divided where you've got uh, fans from both in the same family. Uh, were you from a house divided, or was everybody a Clemson Tiger where where you're from?
4: Well, my personal house, I'm an only child, so we are totally united behind the orange. <laughs> we are Tigers through and through. <laughs> However, I've got cousins and aunts and uncles who have deviated to the dark side.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your band, Corey, Forever Red, is not something that's new. It's been around since the 1990s. And as I was looking at your bio and the history of the band, it's a band that has been through a lot of trial and tribulation and evolution to get where it is today. Can you give us a little bit of the backstory of how Forever Red came about?
2: Oh, well, let's see. Uh, it,
0: it all started. <laughs> <laughs> It all. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, oh, we, can, we do, can we do can we do the Wayne's World? <laughs>
2: um, it started for me in 1992. Um, I met a a fellow, and we had started to put a band together back in that in that time period. Um, the Christian hair metal was still big. Striper and and Res and Baron Cross groups like that, and so that's kind of the direction we thought we were going to go. We had, you know, had the hair, we had the look, had the chops. We figured, why not give it a whirl and see what happens? And things just kind of ebbed and flowed, and ebbed and flowed. And about four years in, um, he happened to mention, "Well, you know, I know this other drummer and." I know this bass player, and I know this guitar player, and we can do something else for a while while we're trying to put this together. Little did I know that was going to start a 22-year run uh, in a in a uh, in a metal band. And I walked away from that group in 2014, and I was actually pretty much out of music for two years until he actually called me one day and said, "I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel." I've had enough. I want to do something else. He said, what do you want to do? And I said, strange, you should ask me that. Remember what we tried to do in 92? He said, yeah. I said, "Well, we're going to do this again, but this time we're going to do it a different way. And so that's how it happened. Uh, started auditioning, started putting out feelers. Um, I got Larry and Doug back here came first and then I got Mary on board. Um, went through some members and unfortunately he was one of them. Uh, but that's the story I'm not going to get into. And then, uh, got Todd, our bass player who unfortunately is not with us. Todd's been on board. What? Two years, Ernie. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: About two years. And then Tammy, our keyboard player, she's been with us a month, maybe three yeah. weeks. She's, she's the, she's the baby of the group now. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, through metamorphosis and, and changing and, and prayer and, and a, lot of, a lot of late night conversations between each other and with God, this is kind of where we're at today.
1: What is it that you'd say that you're doing different now than what you were doing in 1992? Because your story is something that's very familiar and it's something that I've even experienced in my own life. Get Real was a radio show back in the early 2000s, and we're doing it differently than we did it in the 2000s. What is it that you're doing different now than you did before in 92?
2: I'm not chasing the contract anymore. Uh, Fortunately, because I don't have to, and unfortunately, because I don't have to. Um, And I'm not looking at, well, what if the label doesn't like the next song? We're not practicing eight hours a day, three days a week. You know all of that stuff. We're we're all older now, um, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, we've we've matured as musicians. We don't need to put in six and seven and eight hour uh, sweat sessions like Skinner did in Hell House back in the seventies. We don't need to do that anymore. That's what we did back then and we didn't turn down anything that came down the pike if it was for 5 people, 10 people, 50, 100, 500, we didn't turn it down. We played whenever the opportunity arose. Kind of like what we'd like to do, but hmm, things have have kind of come to be where we know how much we can play and when we can play and we're good with that. But I mean, we're, you know, we've matured and it's I just know. And we're wiser. It's just made a a big difference in how things are handled amongst ourselves and, you know, how we conduct ourselves as a band when we're out there in
4: public. And we've also got a group now that are focused on the common goal. That's true. Yeah, very true.
1: Definitely wisdom as you get older. I was saying to somebody yesterday, if I knew In the 2000s and in the 1990s, what I know now, well, my life would be completely different. But um, somebody, the person I was talking to looked back at me and said, well, would you really have understood those things back then? I was like, yeah, I really wouldn't have. But the other thing that I see with you guys is a contentment now with where you're at. Is that how you feel with the way things are going?
5: Doug, I'm going to let you answer that one. (laughs) We're here to make Jesus famous. That is what we're trying to do, and we want to put the Lord first in our life and in our ministry. So, therefore, I think we'd like for the Lord to open some doors for us. But it, His will be done. We're uh, we're ministering amongst ourselves, and He allowed us a couple weeks ago at a, a Freedom Biker Church. Give them a plug up in Hickory, he allowed us to witness the greatest thing that could happen in someone's life. He allowed us to see two people get saved. And these weren't children. These were older adults. So we know that God is using us. uh, Amen. Some kind of way, but Mm -hmm. that's great. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just great. Yep. Yep, definitely.
1: That's what it's all about is seeing people born again really and that's one of the things that i appreciate about the heart where your band is coming from you guys not only put together great music your sound is very good but your lyrics glorify god and by doing that by putting the word in there and there's no doubt that your your songs are filled with scripture it affects people and it brings them to salvation and that is an amazing amazing testimony and that's really what it's all about. That is what it's about is seeing people saved in the Great Commission and making Jesus famous. And that is really exciting to hear that you guys got to see that. So Corey, as you were developing from 1992 to now, there were different musical styles and genres that you kind of played around with. Things sounded different back then than they do now. What were some of the styles and genres that you kind of played around with it to get you to the point where you're at today?
2: Well, back then and even today, I'm very heavily rooted in Southern rock. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a very key influence on what I do and how I write. Uh, back then, uh, I explored, obviously, with the hair metal, um, you know, that type of a thing. And I also... A lot of people don't believe it, but I listen to a lot of country and classical music as well. And that um, also kind of morphs into everything that when I'm writing or whatever is where the sound comes from. I mean, I was a band geek. I was a nerd in high school. I I was in the marching band. I did drum and bugle corps before I went in the Marines. So I was very heavily into music through, you know, from – very young age. And I mean, even 50s and 60s rock and roll my, through my mother, my uncle. Uh, and then into the 70s, you know, all the, everything that I've heard in 51 years of life on this earth has come together to help me do what I do today.
1: Corey, you and I share something in common. I was a marching band guy, too, in high school. Wow. (laughs) Now, I didn't really enjoy marching band. I enjoyed jazz band and I enjoyed symphonic band. Um, I had the opportunity to play with a symphony orchestra when I was in high school, probably one of my most memorable experiences. And I gave up music to pursue the military. And Ah. yeah, and I'm looking back now because I played trombone and I played piano. But now when I see these symphonic metal acts coming out and they've got this big symphony in the back, I'm like. I really do need to pick up trombone again. I am going to be rocking that <laughs> thing in the back. <laughs> but that's really, really cool. And you just said something that is something that I've realized as I've been interviewing different bands and researching different bands. A lot of people have this misconception that if you're a rocker or if you're into metal, that's all you listen to and that's all you're about. But one of the things that I've discovered is that a true musician, they listen to all types of music. It can range from classical to jazz to techno to calypso or whatever. And they put that all in there. And that's what makes them a better artist and a better musician. What I'd like to do is go around the room and have everybody share with us what type of music other than rock, hard rock or metal that you like to listen to and that influences you.
3: I, when I was growing up, uh, I sang classical music. So I had won a lot of contests for opera. But uh, I listen to Christian music now most of the time. So I hear something new every day. And I, the music that I listen to really speaks to me, you know, about what's going on in my life. So, yeah. (laughs) And
0: well, being a praise and worship leader of a church, um uh of course mostly listen to Christian music. Um my uh, pastor is kinda of stuck on southern gospel. So we hear a lot of that. We have every third Saturday we have uh you know a uh, service where we have a group come in and so usually that's Southern gospel. Um myself when I'm by myself car, it's probably gonna be I would say rock and also um I would probably say like the christian music you know like praise and worship is what i would listen to and um i'm a songwriter so uh i like listening to the music as well as the words uh, a lot of that just you know like, like she said speaks to you yeah. so i enjoy that
4: well i'm like you i'm a band geek too so uh <laughs> when i was in high school and middle that. school i played i played <laughs> trumpet I did the marching band, the symphonic band, the jazz band, governor's all-star band, solo and ensemble and all that, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, so, so I got some formal music training when I was in school, and that's where I got my background um, and basically taught myself guitar. Um, but during that time, you know, I, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried not to hit too many too many bad notes, and so whenever I do I claim that's my impromptu jazz that's coming through. So, <laughs> but I grew up on rock and roll, you know, Kiss. Um, I'll even go back I, with, with Partridge family, okay? <laughs> I thought those were the coolest things, you know, growing up. Yep. But, you know, I was a big Aussie fan, Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, Hendrix, all the 70s guitar stuff. And um, then along came Van Halen and Dokken yeah. and Guns N' Roses and yeah. all of that. So you know, I'm I'm into hair metal. Um, I'm not really into dark metal or anything like that. I like uh, mostly what I listen to now is like it's like a plethora of all different types. I listen to blues, Texas blues. I listen to classical. Uh, whenever I really just want something to chill and listen to, I listen to Smooth Jazz.
6: I love funk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love funk. Yeah, I love Slide in the
4: Family Stone, mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, man. Um, all that 80s stuff
1: with no. the thumping bass no, and everything. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 That's me right there.
6: <laughs>
4: yeah. And yeah, pretty much anything. Um, I listen to mostly what I listen to right now really is just forever read because I'm constantly <laughs> mm-hmm. listening to our songs thinking, what can we do better and yep. what can we do next? Yep. Um, because we're kind of a blend of everything. And a lot of what I listen to out there now and here on the radio is cookie cutter.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I listen yeah. to,
4: you know, I listen to Love, I love Love, Listen to, you know, the other Christian stations and all, and they're just sitting there, it's, it's like they get a machine putting out artists today and everything I hate to say, it, but it tends to sound the same and it's morphed into a business more than a, a tool mm-hmm. to praise God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And which I mean, it's wonderful because it reaches millions and millions of people. But I think the heart is kind of gone from where it started out yeah. and with where we are and what we're doing. I mean, we're doing it because of our passion, and you know we're not invested in all that. We're not part of the machine. We're yeah. part of God's machine. Let yep. Him turn. Let Him true. put the power to us and turn the cops the way that they'll be turned. And we're just the gear spinning off of that cog wherever He wants us to go. That's where we're going to go. Yep. Uh, that's it.
5: That's it. Uh, yeah, that's, it. So, that's me. Uh. Well, I grew up on, start with Kiss, as the, <laughs> one of the most of my influences. And then Scannard and Striper and all the, like Corey said, the higher metal bands of the, the 80s, the 90s. And, you know, it's, I like all kind of music. Uh, pretty much, that's about it. Doug. <laughs> I, uh this still around you ever heard of group old palmy beer and the Raiders? oh
0: yeah yep. yeah
5: <laughs> years ago when i was well a child i kind of like that music and then and i evolved like ernie was saying earlier uh, i like it out i like it out there's uh i've been playing southern gospel at our church for almost oh, 30 or 40 years Going on 40 years almost now and uh, played in some country gospel bands. And that was a running joke with my thing. I played both kinds of music, country and (laughs) Western. I love it. I
1: love it.
2: I'll tell you a funny story about Doug. Um, Doug and I have actually tried to work together several times for about the last five years and things just never would materialize. We'd get, something would start and then it would just go. Um, So obviously I was trying to do that as a side project with my other stuff. And then when I started this, uh, of course, putting out the ads, looking for everybody. And he was actually the first drummer that replied. And I said, oh, there's Doug. Okay, let's give this a whirl again. See what happens. <laughs> so um, I've actually, out of this group, I've actually known Doug for long. Wow.
1: Cool.
4: Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. It was meant yeah. to be. It was. It was I'm meant, meant sure for you was. to work together. That That's really cool. That's cool. So, Corey, if I was somebody that came up to you off the street and I asked you, describe Forever Red. What, what kind of music do you play? What would you say?
2: Uh... What do you want to hear? (laughs) Are you in the mood for rock? Are you in the mood for blues? Are you in the mood for southern rock? you want a ballad? Uh, You know, it's just, it's a straight ahead Christian music. It's like Ernie said, we're not defined to a style. Uh, We're uh, just, I call us basically the top 40 of Christian music because we have a little bit of everything That gets thrown in. You'll you'll hear, you'll hear metal influences. You'll hear Southern rock influences. You'll hear Southern gospel. You'll hear country, you know, all of it. And when Ernie hits a clunker, his jazz improv side there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you you will, you'll hear, you'll hear all of it in our music. So I guess to label this, we're just a Christian rock band that likes to play whatever we come up with.
1: I really appreciate that because what that allows to happen is it allows the spirit to move where he desires to move.
2: Yeah. Tammy, what were you going to yeah, say? I was,
0: I was about to say, since I'm learning a lot of this new to me, um, what I've seen is we have a lot of um, chord patterns that are kind of out of the ordinary. I've been a songwriter now for a very, very long time, and a lot of the songs are... Very different from what you hear out there. Um, and yeah. they're coming from the
6: Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. And will, that's what makes them good. Yeah, yep. we Definitely. We do it because we love it. That's right.
1: You're being used as vessels. And that is yeah. really a rare find these days because, as you said earlier, it's so much that's in the machine that's cookie cutter. It's become a business. And when it becomes that way, makes a very restrictive box that the spirit can move in. And Mm. one of the things that we joke around here a little bit about at the Get Real podcast and up here in what we call the fishbowl is that when you're talking about music genre, what is it that God likes the most? Well, he likes it all because he created all of it. Yep. So he's very fluid when it comes to genre, not gender fluid, but genre fluid with with the spirit. (laughs) That's the way that it works. Forever Red is an interesting name. Can you give us the background behind that name?
3: (laughs) Well, of course, the obvious is you know, the Forever Red Blood of Jesus, um, you know, stained into the cross. But I actually have had the name in my head since the the early 80s and always thought it would be a great band name, just a great band name. And we, when we started this band, we were actually under a different name, and so when we the time came to um, come up with a new ba- name I said Forever Red and everybody liked it and it just kind of meant it kind of emphasized what we're meaning and what we're wanting yep. to do you know for the glory of God and what she's
2: not telling you is it was also her
4: favorite perfume back then
3: <laughs> yes it was my favorite perfume <laughs> they don't
0: make it anymore
4: nope. <laughs> so, so we're the smell good babe yeah <laughs>
0: But it so, works, and red represents love. Yeah, the love of yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. So the truth comes out. Right. The perfume. <laughs> I got it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the song forever. Out. the The song forever red. Does that have to do with the perfume, or can you tell us a little bit about that song? Because I'd pl- like to play that for our listeners.
2: No, that actually uh, deals with the crucifixion uh solely with that and as i was once we changed the name i said okay let's see where i can go with this what can i do with this name because i've always been told in every band i've ever been in never write a song with your band name in it well i've every band i've been in i've always written a song with the band name in it it's always been one of the biggest hits for whatever reason uh so i sat down and i said forever read okay started reading and of course went through the gospels and I was reading the crucifixion and there's a line in the chorus. I believe it's the chorus that I wrote the song. Can't remember uh, where the cross is stained forever red. And my, my, I guess, meaning behind that is we don't know where that cross is today. We have no clue. But wherever it is, intact or in pieces, there are, we know of at least three pieces that are stained forever red by yeah. his blood. Wherever they are. So that's really the whole meaning behind that song. And the fact that, you know, he, he went to such lengths to go ahead and and just openly give his life and, and just let that cross be stained for all of us. That stain taking away sin stain That's that we're all born
5: exactly. with. That's
4: right. Yep.
1: And that ties in with your mission of leading the lost.
4: Exactly.
6: Scott mm-hmm.
1: let's go behind the music for a minute here you are more than just a group of people that get together to rock for jesus you are really a fellowship of believers that are seeking to glorify jesus and one of the things that you do is you encourage each other to grow spiritually what does that look like behind the scenes
2: behind the scenes that looks like a lot of text messages um doug over here is our is our resident uh i guess encourager yeah he um He, he will, every week he'll send a text message. It's usually the Sunday school lesson that he's preparing for the (laughs) week and he gives us the scripture and everything. But, uh, it's, it's very encouraging, uh, you know, and that, that kind of just lifts us up and, you know, keeps us, keeps us focused, keeps us sharp. So he, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be the one to do that.
1: So there's a lot of interaction during the week then between each of you.
2: We're not. We're not one of these that we just see each other for two hours on a Monday night and then two hours for a set. No, we're we're constantly communicating. Uh, you know, all of us in a group chat or we'll communicate one with another um, through individual text. Ernie and I tend to blow it up a lot, yeah. you know, too, because we're kind of the I guess say we're the driving force right now behind the music. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, a thing. We're waiting. I'm, 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 I'm waiting with bated breath for Tammy to drop some of her stuff in on us.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, uh, which is, which is going well, cool. to be pretty cool. I'm but
0: just to It was the right time to reach out. If you really wanted ago. me to, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've already got the stuff in mind that I would like. to do that, Yeah. Yeah. That.
2: So that's and the reason the reason we brought Tammy on was because we've wanted a keyboard in this band since we reformed it five years ago, four years ago. and we never could find play. the right one.
6: Mary, I I I, I,
2: she's, she's tried, um, <laughs> but she's like me. She can either play or sing
1: when it comes to that.
2: So no, I can't do both when it comes to that. either. But, um, and I knew Tammy, um, from another group. Uh, I've been following them for many years and, uh, Through some events that were, I guess, the Lord's timing, we managed to finally incorporate her into the group, and I'm excited for what she's going to bring in as far as her music. Yeah. You know, we we can't wait.
4: We crossed paths at the right time, and we all ended up getting on the same bus.
1: Yep,
4: (laughs) that's it, that's it.
1: And it looks like the wheels on the bus are going round and round quite well now. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the heavy and the crunch. There is a song that you have that really caught my ear. It is Mac the Metal Dog approved Mac. Hey, hey, Stephen, is Mac in here still? He is not. He he has left the studio. He's probably sitting outside with (laughs) bated breath. But the name of the song is The Rope. Can you give us a little bit of background behind that song?
3: Well, I mean, we just took, we go through a lot of changes in our life. You know, we, we're on one path and make a choice to go on another path. And whether you go the right way, you know, at some point you get another chance to get back on the right path. Um, and that's, it's just a song that I, that I felt and kind of pulled out of myself. And, you know, Jesus is always right there just to throw you that rope whenever you need hey, it. Yep, yep.
5: Yep.
2: That's, that was, <laughs> That was Mary's very first offering to the group, and as far as from a writing standpoint, and I gotta say, she knocked out of the park.
6: Yeah,
2: she did. She knocked it out of the park on that one, definitely.
1: Well, Mary gets an A plus on the heavy and the crunch for this one.
2: <laughs> I look for that. five gold stars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Typically in a year, you guys do a lot of shows, and I know that COVID this past year has kind of put the halt to a lot of that. Do you have anything on the horizon for our listeners, especially up in the North Carolina and the Upstate South Carolina area, where they can not come and see this, you?
2: Not at this point in time. Uh, this this time of year, you know, the holidays, we usually just lay back, uh, and I mean, we really don't get together much in practice either. We uh, we take time for family. Which is very important to all of us. Uh, you know, we're, we're all, we're all married. We've all got kids. We've all got grandkids. Yes, I said grandkids. <laughs> we're that old. <laughs> I that um, well, yeah, you know, um <laughs> I like but you know, we, so we, we, we focus, we focus a lot on family this time of year because that's what this time of year is supposed to be about. Um, you know, from Thanksgiving on through New Year's, you, you want to draw your family close and this, this band has seen some ups and some downs. We've had, we've had a lot of good times over the last couple of years and we've had some, some hard times. Um, we've lost some family. members. And we've lost some friends. And so that's what makes this time of year, especially this year as, as funky as it's been uh, that much more special to us that, you know, we're going to spend that time with family, but we're not going to forget about each other. You know, that's yeah. that's the main thing. We're, we're always we're always just a phone call away for anybody. Yeah, we're and a family,
3: also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're using this time to record our albums, so we've been working hard on that. Well,
1: yeah, Yep. Yeah. For this last month of the year, the month of December, we are going to make you guys forever red our artist of the month, and for our listeners. You'll be able to go to our website at lithoscry.com, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com to find out more about Forever Red. We're going to feature them on the website. And guys, where can our listeners find out more about you? What websites and social media outlets do you have available for them to, to find you on?
2: Okay, we have, uh, first and foremost, we have our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com.com slash redheads. Worldwide, and that is spelled R E D H E A D Z. Worldwide. Um, I kind of changed that up a little bit so they can find us there. Uh, there will be several videos of live performances that will be on there. We have a few videos on YouTube right now of uh, Search Forever Red. Um, you can find us there. We still have our Twitter account?
3: No, not Twitter. Okay. All right. Um, but we still have a, a, a web page, uh, foreverred2019.com.
2: Okay. So on that, that'll that give, uh, I believe, all the bios of every one of the band members is on there. And I think we've got some music on there. I thought i yeah. put some new stuff we do. up. Okay. Have like we have music. Three on there. Okay. The
4: yes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All
2: right. And Tammy, why don't you throw a plug for your stuff out there, too? Your solo stuff.
0: Well, um... I have it under Tammy Kellum Fowler Music. Um, It's actually um, stuff that I do on my own. And I've done probably about, I'd say, four or five uh, gigs this past year. Of course, things were kind of bad because of COVID everything. But I was very blessed to have been able to witness the Lord. And so um, my name's Tammy Kellum Fowler. You can look up me on Facebook and um, I am willing to come to people's churches and uh, sing my music and just give God the praise because he deserves the glory. Yep.
6: Yep.
1: Tammy, can you spell that out for us, please, so that our listeners can write that down?
0: Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, Kellum, K-A-L-L-A-M, Fowler, F-O-W-L-E-R, Tammy Kellum, Fowler.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I've really enjoyed interviewing you today and looking forward to seeing what god's going to do with you in 2021 and you did say that you have an album coming out is that correct
2: yeah um we're we're doing some retooling on it we had gotten it finished recording and we're going through it two two of the tracks uh that you got actually came from the album uh with the addition of tammy we want to go back and uh and put the keyboard and stuff in there and then uh, we'll remaster it and try to get it out. Uh at this point, I'm going to predict early to mid spring. Nice. Uh, and it will be available, it will be available on our website, uh be uh, on Facebook, you know, you can pre-order it there and uh as far as 2021 goes right now, I'm I'm in the looking and booking phase if you <laughs> yeah, um so hopefully by, you know January I'll have some dates to put on there for next year like I said right now I don't do a whole lot but uh, something comes in you know before I before I put it out I confirm it with everybody else that's I don't just go out there go cowboy and book 50 or 100 shows um, you know that's not a good thing so I, I like to make sure that it works with everybody before I'll book it now if we were booked for 100 shows this year, to God be the glory, know. but, yeah. you know, um, we'll take what we get and, you know, we'll go as direct. Wherever the door or windows open, we're going to go through it.
1: Well, as we get closer to the release of your album, we'll have to circle back around and do another interview and we'll talk specifically about the album. I'd love to have you guys back on the show. Be a lot of Definitely. fun.
5: We'd love to come back.
1: And for our listeners, if you've got any questions that you want to shoot over to us here at Get Real at LithosCry, you can do so uh, through our email account, and that is LithosCry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, at gmail.com. And people, peace out and rock on. See you next week.
0: Lithoscry.com.